0: I'm an hour late, slightly on tilt, just found out Montgomery County, pulled the plug. I know. It supposed to be two hours away. a.m.
1: They announced it. Yeah. No
0: school. Right.
1: Why are you on tilt, though? Just because you have to pick up your dog. Yeah, you just instead of a couple more.
0: hours off, you got to figure out what to do. Uh. I don't think I'll go sledding today, but I might <laughs> have to do that. I think it's kind of wet snow.
1: It's I bet you the,
2: Friday they'll be off again. We're going to get another two or three inches on Friday. Dude, that's do. it.
1: Just turn the TV on.
0: You <laughs> it's your third kid. What do you care? <laughs> she does a bunch of TV. Well, not so much TV. It's iPad.
1: Yeah, iPad. Give her an iPad, yeah. Right.
0: All right, join us right now to talk all things kind of San Francisco, maybe some NFL <laughs> playoffs. It's Larry Kruger. He's got The Krug Show on YouTube. And uh, thanks so much for waking up with us, man. What time is it? I guess it's 6 o'clock for you.
3: early morning fellas how you guys doing when's the
2: last time you did a 6a interview (laughs) it's been a while that's for sure
1: (laughs) well i appreciate it man we want to get you on and kind of get you know obviously um adam peters being hired here is a big deal huge expectations thought he came off really well in his presser yesterday what what can you tell us about adam peters
3: well you know my good friend doug hendrickson it represents him he's his agent uh-huh. so you know i've been a big fan of peters for a while i mean the guy's coach for the guy's been an executive in the nfl for a couple decades now and and he's just he's a proven entity i mean he was he was in denver and you know helped put together a big part of their core uh team that won the super bowl 50 championship here in san francisco and he was in new england and obviously had some success there as a young Young guy, he's a former D lineman at, at UCLA and uh, is a Bay Area native. You know, he went to Monte Vista High School out here in the Bay Area, which is about 15 minutes from where I'm sitting right now. And he was a two sport guy. He was a football player, he was a baseball player. Uh, he's a good family guy, he's a really good personnel guy. And um, I think it was, you know, if Bob Myers had a hand in it, I would not be surprised because they both went to UCLA. I think this is a great hire by the commanders. I mean, they, they need to reestablish themselves as the iconic brand that they were under Joe Gibbs and Jack Kent not cook. And um, Peters will help do that because he'll, he'll find players and, you know, there's no secret in the NFL. You got to find players in the draft and you got to develop your roster. And, and, I think it will lead to a lot of success, which will lead to uh, them making good picks in in the draft. After the draft, he's really good on day three. He's really good after the draft, and eventually they're going to get players. They're going to win, and they're probably going to move out of FedEx Field, and the value of that franchise is is you know going to skyrocket. So, I, to me, this is a very very good hire by Washington,
2: Larry. How how much influence? does Peters have, or did Peters have um with John Lynch on the drafts because the drafts have been very good. Now obviously the Trey Lance thing blew up in their face and the costumes from number ones. But you know, in, in twenty twenty, um, you know, Iuk and Kinlaw in the first round, nineteen you got Bosa and Debo, and then down the down the draft board you got Greenlaw who's a stud in the fifth round. Fred Warner the year before. I'm just wondering how how much influence he actually had over some of uh, the, of the uh, draft picks in the last three or four years.
3: You know, unless you're sitting inside that war room, it's really hard to say who was responsible for what, but John Lynch had no experience as a personnel man. Um, And I think he deferred to Peters quite a bit. Hmm. There was the talk here in San Francisco was that Adam Peters really pounded the table on the Ambry Thomas pick. And I know the, Thomas has, you know, kind of taken a circuitous route to, mm-hmm. to success, but this year he really busted out, and it's been one of the keys for why the 49ers have been, you know, really good on defense is, is uh, Ambry Thomas. So, I mean, I think he's had a lot of say, to be honest. I think he's had a, a lot of input. I think he's the highest-ranking, you know, pers- was the highest-ranking personnel assistant under under Lynch. And as I said, Lynch didn't have tons of experience and Lynch was a guy that deferred to, to his guys, and Peters was his top guy. So I'm really, actually, quite surprised that he left.
2: Hmm. Um, and then when you when you talk about you know obviously the defense this year and uh, you know and Bosa, and, and then they they trade for Chase Young. Um, first of all, your thoughts on that deal, and was that more of a John Lynch call? Um, uh, and then what, how
1: do they think that panned out for you?
2: Guys? Yeah. What, how, how's the media out there? How are fans viewing chase young after that deal?
3: Well, I mean, chase young has just been okay. Um, yeah. he hasn't been great. You know, I mean, you guys know, I mean, chase young was a spectacular player in college tore up the knee has, you know, is still good at setting the edge. He's still better than what they had. And he's, he's definitely helped. He's fit into the locker room really, really well. Um he's a serious, you know, he's a serious guy and he's serious about his craft. He doesn't have the kind of bend and the kind of flexibility he had pre-surgery. It was a major surgery. Um I think he's been good but not great, but you know what right now is when they need him most. Cleveland Farrell is is hurt. Right. The money's on the table. The team's expected to go to the Super Bowl. How he plays in these playoffs will really define uh, you know, his tenure here. I don't know if he'll be re signed. My guess is he won't be. because um, they have other guys that they'd probably need to pay. But the price tag was right. I mean, you know, the Niners only gave a third round pick. Um and, you know, I mean he's definitely been he's been a good addition and you know, they, they got him when they really needed him and he's helped out. But he hasn't been he hasn't been that player that he was in his early NFL
2: career no. or in Columbus. No, not here. even not even close there. Um all right, so back to Peters. Obviously this team needs a coach and and you know we, we've discussed this over the last few days. Um, is Peters going to be the guy to make the call? We don't know because they've got Bob Myers there and they've got Spielman there. But I assume you hire a GM, Josh Harris hires a GM and then it's his choice to go out and, and stump for a coach and maybe he's the, the ultimate decision maker. Um, but the connection with Bobby uh, Sloak is the question I wanted to ask you. Um, Sloak of course, worked in San Francisco on the defensive side and on the offensive side. And then he goes with D'Amico to Houston, has done a great job with CJ. Um, what's your thought on that connection? And do you think Sloak could be a good head coach? Very young, very young.
3: He is young, but he's got a ton of experience. I mean, um, you know, he yeah. – he you know his dad it's a football family, you know. I think Shanahan as a as a member of a football family really believes in the in hiring guys who come from football families. I mean he's the son of Bob Slowick, who's the linebacker coach up in Calgary in the Canadian League, former D C of the Bears and Browns and Packers and Broncos and Alouettes and you know, so I mean Bobby Slowick is a football comes from a football family. I mean, work for Mike Shanahan you know, um, as his first coaching position back in 2010. So even though he's a young man, he's been in the game for a long time. He's really sharp. Shan, Mike Shanahan or uh, Kyle Shanahan, when he brought him to the Niners, you know, he was a quality control coach, which is is kind of the beginning of the road for any coach. Uh, that's starting at the bottom. And then, you know, he was a wide receiver, in um, you know, by trade but the Niners put him as their defensive quality control coach because Shanahan's a believer that you're not really a great uh, offensive play caller until you have a real understanding of defense. And so I think that really helps Slowik. And then in 2021, when Mike LaFleur left, um, he took on responsibilities as the offensive passing game specialist. And then he was promoted to offensive passing game coordinator in 2022. He's a real sharp guy, and I think he's had a lot of a lot of hand in C.J. Stroud and that offense coming of age. And, man, if you watch the Texans this year, you had yeah. to be impressed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it would be a great hire. I mean, he's probably – you're probably going to get a pretty good price on him um, because he is young and you're giving him his first – you know, first head coaching opportunity, and there's going to be some mistakes made along the route because he is a young coach. But I think the trend in recent days is if the better organizations are hiring offensive guys, guys who can be play callers, guys who could be head coach and offensive coordinator, if they need, if that's the way it needs to go down. And I think Slovak has those capabilities. I think mean, he's smart. He's young. He's um He's, he's done a really nice job almost everywhere he's been. Nothing but great things to say about Bobby. Mm. Larry, mm.
1: with Peters and the commanders holding the number two pick, do you see him standing pat there and picking whoever the Bears don't pick at number one, whether that's Williams or Drake Mayer? Do you see him making that move up so they hold all of the keys to the top pick in the draft? What do you think his, yeah. his move's going to be?
3: I mean, it's the ultimate question. I mean, personally, I mean, everybody, I mean, I saw what Rick Spielman said the other day about uh, Caleb, and everybody has talked about Caleb like Caleb's the second coming, but I'm not as convinced, to be completely honest. I mean, mm. um, you know, he's he's had an incredible career at USC, but, you know, Matt Leinart had an incredible career at USC, and there's USC quarterbacks are one of the hardest evaluations to to make why because you're evaluating the quarterback versus what's going on around the quarterback, and they have so much momentum personnel-wise with the way they recruit that it's sometimes very difficult to evaluate SC quarterbacks. Um, I really like Drake May. I really like Michael Penix. I really like Bo Nix. Um, I, I think I like those guys a little bit more, to be honest. I mean, mm-hmm. when you factor in the draft spot, I think the there's a chance if. Peters is in love with Caleb that they'll call the Bears and find out what it takes for the Bears to pass. Um and and maybe stay with Justin Fields. But I'd be very happy with Drake May. I mean, I watched Carolina a bunch this year. He's a big quarterback who's got a little bit better mobility than you think. He's got a tremendous arm. Um, you know, I, I like Drake May. I, I think Penix is the most intriguing really. I mean, he's got the you know the Joe Flacco arm, I mean he's got that unbelievable arm. But then you gotta you gotta do your due diligence on his body as far as all the surgeries he's had, mm-hmm. and he did play behind an incredible line at University of Washington. So these are all you know. These, this is going to be the ultimate evaluation. This is why you hire, hired Peters because you got to get this one right. You know you pick you don't pick in the top five very often, and when you do, you got to pick the right guy. And if you don't believe me. You know, go ask uh, Frank Reich and the Carolina Panther people mm-hmm. how they're feeling about taking Bryce over CJ. Well, th- um, mm-hmm. right for sure.
1: Well, I want to ask you just getting back to to um, Caleb because you're over there, and I assume you you have a good file on Caleb. What do you make of the off the field stuff, or just the silly stuff like the 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 paint the nails, Fu Irish, or whatever the hell he did? And um, I don't know. There's it's just a there's a there's something there that's a little off-putting.
3: I don't know if those things bother me that much. To be completely mm-hmm. honest, I mean, I, I really, I just, I'm looking at the player and I'm saying, okay, he's, he, you know, he's, he's a, he's had a lot of success. He did have some emotional reactions to certain mm-hmm. things uh, this year. Uh, he lacks ideal size. I mean, he's. He's six one, you know, instead of like six four. I think May's got a little bit better stature. Um, I, I like Caleb. I like Caleb. I just don't know if he's the slam dunk number one, you know. Uh, Rick Spielman saying he'd take him over guys like Peyton Manning and so on and so forth. Uh. I don't know if I. I'm, I'm not. I'm not sure if I'm there. <laughs> um, the stats are amazing. He can make plays off mm-hmm. off schedule, um, but. You know, I don't know. There's as far as, you know, to me, Drake May seems a little bit more developed, a little bit more of a, of a proven commodity in the in the in the pocket. Um, you know, he's a bigger guy. He's they're, they're both very, very young. Um, I just I, I like what I see with Drake May. I watched him a lot of Carolina and the guy's got a tremendous arm, and he's a he's a really good decision maker. I don't know that you can go wrong, though, to be honest. With either um, one, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, with either one, there, it's uh, you know, I, I think they're both going to be good NFL quarterbacks. But what you're looking for is transcendent. You know, you're looking for C.J. Stroud, right? Mm-hmm. You you want to make sure you get it right. And I would say i have put a lot of credence in the meetings. Um, when you meet the kid and how do you feel about him totally. personally? Because, and and also you got to find out. There's there's the there's the game of football which you see on Saturdays and we see in the NFL on Sundays. But to me, being the best quarterback in the league has to be with. Are you wed to the process of pro football? Do you live for the film? Do you are you know everybody's looking at their watch. Are you looking at your watch saying I got to get to the facility? Or are you at the facility looking at your watch saying I got to get out of here? Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to find out what kind of guy he is and what really makes him tick. Does he is he all in on football? Um, because you you got to be. I mean, you need your quarterback to be almost working coaching hours, and you got to find out what his, what's his dedication to the craft.
0: Talking to Larry Kruger, he's got the Krug Show on YouTube out in San Francisco. Well, you guys landed a quarterback in Brock Purdy. That wasn't the plan, but he has had a phenomenal season. Um, What are your expectations this weekend? Um, Hopefully Purdy actually plays a full game in the playoffs because last year would have been different for you guys, had he?
3: Yeah, my expectation is that they're going to play really, really well and win but I do think that the offense is going to have to put up points because I think the Niner defense is going to struggle uh, to stop this Green Bay offense. I mean, you know, Purdy's had 21 days off and, you know, so the first quarter of this game on, on Saturday night is going to be absolutely vital. They're going to have to establish a rhythm for a young quarterback who I don't really worry about him. But um, just the, the rustiness is always a concern. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to have to slow and stop and interrupt the incredible rhythm that um, Love brings into this thing. I mean, he, he's 21 touchdowns and one pick in the last 10 games. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Green Bay doesn't have one good tight end. They got two good tight ends. They don't have two or three good receivers. They got five good receivers. And you know, uh, Gutikens, the, the program of uh, the um, the personnel man there in Green Bay, has done a spectacular job. I mean, his last two drafts have netted that team about sixteen or seventeen different players, many of which were starters. So, um, I think Green Bay's offense is going to be very, very challenging to stop. I, the Niners do. Um, I do expect a run-heavy game. I mean, Green Bay has given up 200-plus yards on the ground, I think four times this year. I think the difference between the Dallas Cowboys and the 49ers is the Niners can run the ball and stop the run, and Dallas can't do either. Yeah. And uh, I picked Green Bay to beat them last week, um, and I think this is going to be a, pretty much of a shootout. But I think Purdy will make good decisions, and I think the 49ers will prevail.
2: And how's McCaffrey's uh, – What was it a hamstring that he injured?
3: Well, you know, he's got a bunch of things. I mean, he's got the knee, he's got a bunch of things. But, you know, he didn't practice at all last week, which tells us that, you know, his injuries are not nothing. But uh, he's a tough guy. And um, Shanahan said he's, you know, chomping at the bit. He's been waiting for this his whole career. I expect him to be a major, major player Saturday
2: night. Yeah.
0: Kruger, appreciate the time. It's Larry Kruger can check him out on The Krug Show on YouTube. Thanks,
2: pal. Good info, man. Anytime, fellas. Yep. Thank you, buddy. Thanks, Larry.
0: That's Larry Kruger. We still got Tony Skin joining us. He's the head coach at George Mason. He will join us at 945 here on The Junkies.